and welcome back to Spanish Answers. So we are on episode 14 today, very exciting, and of course we are still in El Voceo. So hopefully you're not getting bored of this, I hope that you're really enjoying learning all about El Voceo and diving into it and how you use it. So today we're going to talk about how you can use it, not in present tense, but in other tenses. So we'll talk more about that further on in the episode, but for now, just want to say I finally got my summer cup and I am super excited about it because it just, it's very pretty. Um, for those of you who are listening via podcast, it basically has a red butterfly and a red rose and I am just pickled as punch. Please this punch. Woo, sorry, got that messed up. Anyways, I am pleased this punch. I can't even remember what the phrase is that deals with pickles, but whatever. Anyways, let's go ahead and get started. Alright, so once again, let's do a quick recap. So, we've covered what the voceo is and the difference between tutear and vocear. So, if you are curious about those, please go back to previous episodes. Same with talking about how we got el voceo and how it traveled from Spain to Latin America and kind of morphed into what it is now. And then last episode, in episode 13, we talked about the present indicative or how you use el voceo and conjugate it properly in the present tense. And remember, there's a lot of differences across a lot of Latin America in how they conjugate el voceo and how they use it. So I always recommend, not always, but I highly recommend, how about that? I highly recommend that whenever you're about to travel to a foreign country, you always research a bit about the language. So if you were to travel to Latin America, please research what the country stances on el voceo because you really want to avoid those awkward faux pas. Anyways, moving on. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the imperative conjugation, both in the positive and the negative. And we'll also talk about the past tense. So we'll talk about simple past tense and imperfect past tense. Now, if you have questions about how you use those two different forms of past tense, because in English, we really only have one. But if you are confused, Fused on these and you would like us to cover those, please send me an email with your request. I am hoping to eventually get to a few episodes where we do delve into when do you use the simple past tense and when do you use the imperfect. And lastly, we're also going to talk about pronouns because that's extremely important to being able to talk or to use el voceo in everyday speech. So let's go ahead and get started with the imperative conjugations, the positive tense. Now, you don't really talk about yourself. You don't really say a command directly to yourself. Because when you do, you normally use you, right? So, in Spanish, same thing. There's not really a conjugation for yo. So, let's go ahead and look at the rest of them. Again, we are using the examples of llamar, aprender, and abrir. Tu llama. Él, ella, usted, llame. Nosotros llamemos. Vosotros llamad. Ellos, ellas, ustedes, llamen. And the vos is llama. With aprender, it's tu aprende. El, ella, usted aprenda. Nosotros aprendamos. Vosotros aprended. Ellos, ellas, ustedes aprendan. And vos aprende. With abrir, it's basically the same thing, except that for vosotros, it's abrid. And for vos, it's abri. So there's really two ways to think of how you conjugate the vos. Again, for those of you familiar with the vosotros form, you just remove the D on the end of it and add an accent to the final mark or to the final vowel. 
For those of you who aren't familiar with vosotros, you add an accent mark to the tu version, making sure that on the IR verb endings you change the e to an i. Simple enough? Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, I have color-coded the endings so that you can more easily see the changes between the root verb and how you conjugate it. Now, on this slide, I have changed the, or I've highlighted the changes between the negative and the positive in red, but left all the normal changes as purple. So, again, going through the conjugations for llamar, it's tu llames. I guess in this case it'd be, tu no llames. El, ella, usted, no llame. Nosotros, no llamemos. Vosotros, no llaméis. Ellos, ellas, ustedes, no llamen. Vos, no llaméis. For aprender, it's, tu aprendas. Or, tu no aprendas. El, ella, usted, no aprenda. Nosotros, aprendamos. Vosotros, aprendáis. Ellos, ellas, ustedes, aprendan and vos aprendas. And for the negative imperative, abrir, IR verbs really conjugate the same way as the ER verbs. Now, for all of these conjugations, if you do have questions about any of them, please feel free to send me your questions via email. I will definitely do my best to answer them. But for now, we are gonna just focus on the differences, or rather the conjugation for vos and I'm gonna try and highlight things that'll help you remember how to conjugate it. So in the negative imperative conjugation, vos is the exact same as that for tu. Pretty simple. Llames, llames. Aprendas, aprendas. Abras, abras. Now remember, all of the Latin American countries have a different form of how they use el voceo. Some are pretty similar, some are not. So let's talk a little bit about how they are different with the imperative conjugations, at least the positive. I don't have any data for the negative, so if you know the answer to that, how the countries differ on the negative conjugations, please send me that information, because that would be awesome. I'd love to share it with everyone else. But for now, let's focus on the positive. Just like last episode, whenever I show you how the vos is conjugated for whatever tense we're talking about. We're going to refer to that from then on as the average layout. Again, not a technical term, just a way for me to be clear while I'm speaking on this episode. So, the typical or average layout for vos in the imperative conjugation for the positive imperative conjugation is llama, aprende, and abri. So you just change those last letters to a with an accent mark AR verbs, E with an accent mark for ER verbs, and I with an accent mark for IR verbs. Pretty straightforward. Now, in Bolivia, this is a conjugation that they also use in the Zona Camba, so that's like the eastern part of the country. But in the western part, or the Zona Coya, they use the conjugation for tu. So, llama, aprende, abre. So there's no accent mark over the vowel. In Chile, they also use the two conjugation for the vos, and in Panama, they tend to alternate between the vos and the two conjugation for el voceo. In Venezuela, they alternate as well, but only in Zulia. Otherwise, they use the endings for tu 
just like Chile and parts of Bolivia. What's really nice is that there's only one irregular ending for the imperative tense. Positive imperative tense, I believe. At least there was only one that I could find. So if you know of another, please send it my way. I'm always happy to learn and grow with my listeners. So in the imperative tense, the irregular verb is ir. No surprise, ir is irregular in a lot of conjugations or in a lot of tenses. But in the positive, it's id. It's the exact same conjugation as vosotros. But one thing you should know about this is that they typically don't say id. Instead, they say anda. So even in wordreference.com, they listed anda as the actual conjugation for the positive imperative of ir. Now, in the negative, it's regular in that you would say no vayas, vos no vayas. But there are instances, I'm not exactly certain when, but there are instances where it could be irregular with an A with an accent mark and an S. So no vos, vos no vayas instead of vayas. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the simple past tense conjugations. So again, we'll start off with llamar. So yo llamé, tú llamaste, él, ella, usted llamó, nosotros llamamos, vosotros llamasteis. Ellos, ellas, ustedes llamaron, vos llamaste. Aprender es yo aprendí, tú aprendiste, él, ella, usted aprendió, nosotros aprendimos, vosotros aprendisteis, ellos, ellas, ustedes aprendieron, vos aprendiste. And abrir is basically the exact same as the aprender except with the abrir verb. So, abrí, abriste, abrió. Abrimos, abristeis, abrieron, abriste. What's really nice about the vos conjugation here is that it is the exact same as the tu conjugation. So, llamaste, tu llamaste, vos llamaste. Tu aprendiste, vos aprendiste. Tu abriste, vos abriste. And that would make life so much easier, except that for the simple past tense, there are quite a few exceptions. If you're looking at this on YouTube, for all of the countries that are on the slide, Bolivia, Ecuador, Costa Rica, Panama, and Cuba, all of those countries conjugate the vos as the tu, same thing. So, llamaste, llamaste, aprendiste, aprendiste, abriste, abriste. Now, in the other countries we'll talk about, a lot of them just add an S. It makes it really simple but some of them also have other things. So let's go ahead and move on to those. In Peru, Nicaragua, and Mexico, or Mexico, they add an S. So vos is llamasteis, aprendisteis, abristeis. So it's the exact same conjugation as two, but with an S at the end. In Argentina, Paraguay, Uruguay, Chile, Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras, they alternate between using the two conjugation and having that S ending. So it could be llamaste, it could be llamasteis. It could be aprendiste, it could be aprendisteis. It could be abriste and it could be abristeis. Now, in Colombia and Venezuela, you keep the S on the end, but the second to the last S might be silent. So instead of saying llamasteis, you say llamateis. And instead of saying aprendisteis, you say aprendites. 
Instead of abristes, it's arrites. In Venezuela, this only happens in the Andean region. So it's llamastes, abristes, aprendistes. Those all happen in Zulia. In Colombia, well, the difference for them is that they might also use the two form instead. So llamaste, aprendiste, abriste. But for both of those countries, you keep the S on the end, and sometimes you just might not pronounce the second to last S. And that's really it for the simple past tense. I guess you could say that it's actually all really, really similar. It's really just a few little differences that vary throughout all the Latin American countries. Thankfully, though, the imperfect tense conjugations are way easy. So, looking at them for llamar, it's yo llamaba, tú llamabas, él, ella, ustedes llamaba, nosotros llamábamos, vosotros llamabais, ellos, ellas, ustedes llamaban, vos llamabas. So, same as the two conjugation. And it's the same with aprender and abrir. So you have yo aprendía, tú aprendías, él, ella, usted aprendía, nosotros aprendíamos, vosotros aprendíais, ellos, ellas, ustedes aprendían, vos aprendías. So, aprender and abrir, er and ir verbs, are conjugated the exact same way in the imperfect. And as, you've, as we've already mentioned, the vos conjugation is the exact same as the tu conjugation. So, the only exception to this rule is Chile. There, it's the same as the vosotros form, but the ending S is optional. So, it might be llamabais or llamabai. Aprendiais or aprendiai. Abriais or abriai. For the past tense, I really couldn't find any irregular conjugations for vos. So, if you do know of some, again, please send them my way but I struggle to find any examples of them. Lastly, let's talk about the pronouns. The major differences between tuteo and voseo are with the personal pronouns, so tu and vos, you and you, and the prepositional pronouns. So I'll give a few examples because those are a little bit weird, but basically everything else, every other pronoun you use, direct objects, indirect objects, possessive, it's going to be the tuteo. So te llamo, Te da el perro, es de tu, all of those are tu or te. But for the personal pronoun, obviously it's going to be different. So in the tuteo, you have tu. Tu eres mi mejor amigo. You are my best friend. Tu eres mi mejor amigo. Now to say that with vos, you'd say vos. Vos sos mi mejor amigo. Vos sos mi mejor amigo. And to use the prepositional pronoun, you use ti for tuteo, but vos for voseo. So, vos is pretty easy. It's basically you just use vos in those two situations, and te or tu for everything else. So, an example of a prepositional pronoun would be este regalo es para ti. This gift is for you. Para ti. So, that for you is the prepositional pronoun. In the voceo, you would say, este regalo es para vos. Still for you. This gift is still for you, but para vos. Just a quick recap to kind of help clarify and simplify things for the imperative and past tense and imperfect, all the conjugations and things we talked about in this episode. Just a quick recap 
to help you remember it and kind of sort through it all. So for the positive imperative, in most cases, you use the tu conjugation and add an accent on the final vowel. For the negative imperative, just use the tu conjugation. Simple step. For the simple past tense, in most cases, but not always, but in most cases, using the tu conjugation is appropriate for el voceo. For the imperfect, just use the tu conjugation. Unless you're in Chile, then use vosotros. And for pronouns, use the same pronouns that you would for tu, except for the personal and prepositional ones. Hopefully this all makes sense to you. If you still have questions or if there are other topics that you want me to discuss, please send them to me at contact at languageanswers.com. That's contact at languageanswers.com. And this episode is produced by Language Answers Limited. So I am the owner. You can find the website at www.languageanswers.com. I'm a translator, podcaster, and editor. So if you have any documents you need translated from Spanish into English, or if you have any documents in English that you would really like a second pair of eyes on, please go to my website and get your free quote. As always, all of the resources that I used for this episode will be posted in the show notes as well as in the slides. And that's that wraps it up. So thank you so much for listening. I really hope this is helping you. If you liked this episode, please click like or leave me a review on iTunes or Google Play. It definitely helps. If you never want to miss another episode, please subscribe wherever you're getting this podcast slash YouTube show from. All right. Well, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed learning about the imperative present, the imperative negative, the two different ways you can use past tense in Spanish, and the pronouns, um, at least as how they relate to el voceo. So I'm not entirely certain if we are going to continue in el voceo next episode or not. I would like to move on to other things, but at the same time, there's a part of me that would really like to complete el voceo, just completely, so that if you ever do go back and you're searching through the episodes, or maybe you're a new subscriber listening to this right now, and you want to discover everything about el voceo all at the same time. So we may go ahead and next episode finish up el voceo with the conditional, the subjunctive, and the future tense. But please send me a note if you have strong feelings either way. If you really do want to finish El Voceo, make sure that we do cover all of that. Or if you are sick of it and you would like us to move on to something else. So let me know your thoughts, but I will see you in two weeks. I hope you have a great time. All right. Hasta luego.